We're a unique podcast for families of faith. Produced by parents and pastors who understand and appreciate how hard it is to maintain your faith in a hostile culture. We're here to encourage and support you in the most vital role of all, parenting. If you're feeling overwhelmed and afraid, it's okay. You're not alone. Brilliantly Brave is hosted by two honest and engaging dads with nine kids between them. A road tripper, author, and pastor, Father Brad Mathias, and iShine founder, solo parenting expert, and all-around foodie, Mr. Robert Beeson. Join us each week as we explore and engage with some of the most intriguing, inspiring, outrageous, and awesome parents in the world. This is Brilliantly Brave. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I am your co-host, Pastor Brad Mathias, and I'm here in Franklin, Tennessee with Robert Beeson. Howdy, howdy. We're excited to be with you, and it is another new week for parents in America. So we and know, around the world. And around the world, yeah. We know that uh, most people who are trying to raise their kids uh, with any Christian convictions at all, whether you're Catholic or Methodist, whether you're... Um, charismatic or Mennonite or Baptist or whatever denomination you find yourself affiliated with, we all share one thing in common, and that is that we hold the values of Scripture or the Bible to be higher than the moral code of today. And so living in a culture that rejects the values that we cherish is a challenge, and it is at times incredibly discouraging and overwhelming. And uh, if that's how you feel, if you're a parent today and you feel like there's just so many forces aligned against you that you, you just want to throw in the towel, I want you to hang on just for another few moments because today's guest is one of the most optimistic, upbeat, energetic, <laughs> uh, helpful pastors that I have ever known. Robert, it's would true, you agree? absolutely. And a dear friend of ours. We've known him for a few years and just love his passion for uh, reaching a younger generation. And uh, so I'm, I'm super thrilled to be having this conversation today, too. Yeah. And, and so without too much suspense here, we're talking about the founder of J12 Ministries. Yep. And this is the guy who, who framed the quote that you love, and, and we use it the Tween Gospel Alliance a lot, which is... Uh, reach a generation before they have to be rescued. I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, that is such a simple but profound idea. This whole preteen movement of ministries, J12, was at the very front of the line. Absolutely. Yeah, they were. We should probably let him talk. How about that? Well, all right. So without any further ado, Pastor Greg Johnson. Well, guys, so good to be on this program with you. Thank you for serving parents with this brilliantly brave concept. I, I just love it because, frankly— if you're going to be a parent or a believer, period, in this culture, you better be brave. You better be courageous. Mm. You better uh, realize that faith is not for the faint-hearted, so to speak. So it is an honor to be with you, man, and thank you for uh, offering this to parents throughout the world. And and uh, Brad and Robert, I know we've had relationship over the last number of years, and um, I thank God for what you guys bring to our world in reference to ministering to tweens specifically with iShine and all that. So it is an honor to be here, guys, and I will try my best to live up to my reputation of being <laughs> one who is enthusiastic and very inspired about the things that uh, I believe in. So 
<laughs> awesome. Why don't you, um, if you don't mind, we know your your history, but if I love the story, um, if you could briefly share where the idea for J12 Ministries came from, because I think it really speaks to, obviously speaks to parents and to kids. So if you want to just kind of give us a background, that'd be great. Okay. You know, J12, well, first of all, it was years ago that my target audience, I'm talking a couple of decades ago, target audience was teenagers. And that's because they were, frankly, the, the, the uh, most coveted demographic of, of our culture today. But as I shine knows, and as J12 knows, if you're 14, you're over the hill, man. We have got to go <laughs> younger. And so, you can believe it. I brought a group of thought leaders together in Tulsa back in 2001. And in that lunch, as I began to share the story about Jesus at 12 and the narrative of Jesus at 12 found in Luke chapter 2, these men, and one in particular said, I don't want to mess with your paradigm or burst your bubble, but this message that you are championing is championing is not about teenagers primarily. It's about kids that are almost teenagers. And in that lunch, if you can believe it, uh, four, 16 years ago now, we went from the crowded world of youth ministry to the barren land of preteen as a relationship. <laughs> barren land. I love well that. Well put. Yeah. And boy, I'll tell you, that just became my passion was to reach kids by 12 so we're not trying to rescue them at 21. And uh, so that's really, in that phrase, reaching a generation before they need to be rescued, was coined at that time. Didn't come from anywhere else. It, it is original from, from my heart. And I'll tell you what, it has resonated with parents all over the, all over the place, you know. So it does. It began 15, 16 years ago now, Robert it, and Brett. It began 16 years ago. And we have been beating that drum now for, well, since then. And uh, local church has caught on to this this new demographic called a preteen. And how do we reach them? It, I, I call it the whitewater window. It's kind of like they're not kids anymore, but they're not teenagers anymore. They're in, they're in the they're in the middle of two streams that collide kids and teens and in between is this new category uh that we need to minister to in a in a, in a big way which is why i shine exists why j12 exists why 456 exists you know it's just a it's just a it's a good thing so but for us it happened then uh, in 2001, and uh, we've been championing that ever since in churches all over the world, you know, and in families. Now we're hitting families in a big way. So, wow, that Greg, it's always good to hear your story. Um, I know a big part of your story is there. There was a process, a journey that you took personally behind the scenes that sort of prepared you and gave you this really rich heart for preteens. And it had to do with how long uh, you waited to to become a husband. Would you mind sharing that with our audience? Okay. Audience, I'm so excited about this because where we're coming from is where we have authority. And that's the only place. So you've got to have been there to talk about it. And so here's my experience. When I was 14, I had a definite call from the Lord uh, to keep my to, to live a single life for longer than most. I didn't know how long it would be, but I literally remember the day. Um, 
when I was pushing weights in the basement doing the bench press when this happened, I just felt the Lord speak to me as a 14-year-old that I would not get married right away. And I ran up and told my mom, she was making dinner, and I says, Mom, I'm not getting married right away. And she says, well, of course you're not. You're 14. And I said, no, <laughs> Mom, you don't understand. There is a call on my life, and I'm going to be single for an extended season. So from that point on, I, I felt like I was on assignment uh, to keep myself focused in what could be called a season of celibacy. It wasn't a lifelong call, I knew that, but I didn't know how long it would last. Well, guys, it lasted 25 years. Wow. And so for, from 14 to 40, I was on assignment to influence the youth of nations. So I didn't get married until 40. And part of my testimony there is that I kept myself for my wife. You know, we don't worship standards. We don't do that. But I knew because of the call on my life that I needed to be an example to teenagers about living with a holy focus. And so uh, my wife and I were married. Uh, this broadcast is showing up a little later. But today is our 17th wedding anniversary. I uh, met my wife in uh, church on a Wednesday night and... Uh, Jessica, and we have been married now for 17 years. I am 57, and we have kids even a little later in life, if you can believe it, for no other reason than they just didn't happen until they did. And if you can believe it, audience, I have a eight-year-old daughter and a almost six-year-old son hmm. who uh, will turn six the day before I turn 58. And so... <laughs> wow. uh, I am a parent, not a grandparent, a parent of a six and an eight-year-old. So here's the authority that I've been able to walk in as it relates to young people. I was an on-fire kid early. And so my authority with young people has been follow me. Not read my lips, but follow me. This is the life I live from 14 on, and you can do it too. Now, with a six and an eight-year-old, almost six and eight-year-old, I now have a new budding plank of authority based upon experience of that being a parent of a, a preteen, an eight-year-old, mm -hmm. and an almost preteen, a six-year-old. So I'm looking forward to the next 10 years, guys, because I will be 67 in 10 years, and I will have a 18-year-old uh, and a 16-year-old when I'm uh, at that age. So. Yeah, I think it's the humor of God to have called me to get married late and then to have kids a little later. It's called shelf life <laughs> for a guy <laughs> for a guy who has been called to life. So I'm going to be in the mix with moms and dads and grandparents for the next 10 years at a purely one-on-one -on -one or, or an experiential level. And I'm, and I'm very excited about that. And I consider it to be nothing more than God's call, his particular call on my life. Wow. Um, that's, that's how I see it. And, and um, I'm, you know, I wrote a book on it years ago on singleness and that, that uh, is it, 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 uh, <laughs> unbelievable. And in the book, I mentioned that the lines had fallen in pleasant places, that, that God's call to my single season, which lasted till 40, would be some considered a jail sentence. But for me, I have to admit that it was the lines had fallen in pleasant places. Like I've always told young people, uh, the will of God is what you really want deep in your heart. Mm -hmm. The will of God is what you really want. So don't fight it because it's been you've been wired for his will. Yeah. 
and uh, that's just you know that that's my passion. So that's a great quote in itself. Wired for his will. I really uh, resonate I mean, with that. That was a no, really cool. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's cool. Well, Greg, I think it's a, a huge encouragement for the listener out there who may be uh, early 30s, late 30s, they're following Christ, maybe they've tried uh, to, to be faithful to God and, and the, the family thing hasn't worked out, but they have a heart for kids and they've almost sort of given up on that. And I, I think your story illustrates not only God's perfect timing, but also his ability to satisfy the desire of every heart. And, uh, yeah, your patience and faithfulness and in, in waiting for God's timing is remarkable. It's one of the, the amazing things about your story. And then J 12 ministries, here you are faithfully serving and, and building a ministry for preteens as you're starting your own family. Tell us what you're up to these days, uh, with J 12. Well, um, what I'm up to these days is, um, coming to the table with tools for the family to help them navigate through this season of life with victory. Uh, I guess I could say it this way, Brett, for 16 years, we have focused on the church family, which would be local churches. Now we're wanting to help the church family with the families in their church. And so we began to focus more on the nuclear family, the home front, because a nation is is as strong as its families, Mm -hmm. not its defense budget. And so we must have strong homes. So if you can believe it, um, I have a childlike spirit. I'll never lose it. So I, we just came out with a whole new line, uh, and it's going to develop as a product line called Godward Art, where we're bringing God's word to the to the to the kitchen table, to the dining room table, to the coffee table, to to the table in homes. And so I've created my first Godward Art coloring book, and we're sold out. Uh, people are resonating with this this new idea to connect with your family through the medium of coloring in terms of a devotional life. So color the word, color your world. So that that's our newest thing because I, I I'm a colorer. I'm a I, when my devotional life I, I'm I'm making it an art experience in terms of my daily walk with the Lord. Because I believe that's the key to life is your daily connection with Jesus uh, in a devotional sense. So um, right now, we're, we're excited about bringing t- t- tools to the table so that we can eat the, the will of the Father. You know, we, we eat at the table. We eat our meals at the table. And as you guys know, the statistics regarding those who eat together, mm-hmm. uh, not only pray together, but eat meals together as a family are so much better off. And so we think, well, there's two kinds of food. There's the physical food you eat, and there's the spiritual food you also digest through his word. And so I'm trying to bring table tools uh, to, to families, and we're, we're excited about that's our newest our newest focus. Wow. Right? I love that. What is that called again? I, I, our connection, I, I don't know that we got that clearly. So yeah, God yeah and our website, j12.com, but God Word Art. That, that's what I've called it, Brett. I um, uh, Robert. That's I've great. called Godward Art. He, here's the reason: because it's God's word done in an artistic fashion. Now, I'm I, I'm the dude who does bubble letters with the Bible. I take <laughs> scripture, and if it means something to me, I I I I, I create bubble letters. So, 
I am not an illustrator. I am not an artist. I am a, I, I'm not that. So I humbly put this book out there knowing that I'm not professionally um, acquainted with, with art, but, but it's just my, my own sense of how I write out the word of God. And so the right side of this coloring book is pure Bible. The left side is insights about what I'm saying, what's being shown on the right side. So it's really not a coloring book in the sense of let's color a, a you know Mickey Mouse here. Right. It's it, it's a uh, it's God's word done in an artistic form. And you know what? Kids will listen when they're coloring, and it breaks down the barriers. So it's bringing clarity and content, or bringing clarity and color to the content of God's word. That's great. That's another phrase I'm messing with right now. I love bringing and clarity to the content of God's word. Because when we get God's word, the content of it into our spirit, it's like a dog with a bone, man. I mean, God's word is so worth gnawing on. It's so worth uh, chewing on. It's, <laughs> Robert is I, smiling right now because he's got that image clearly in his mind, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I just I just want kids to eat the word, man. That's so great. You know, you're you're always you've just got you got so many lines, man. I mean, I just I could write down your quotes all day long. They're they're fantastic. (laughs) The whitewater window. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, these are great. But they really help illustrate the point. And I think the thing that you're you're touching on that we've talked about before in person and and leading um, groups, you know, at, at conferences together, is the importance of spending time together. You know, as as a family. So yeah. I love what you're doing there because it really is a connecting point. And, and we really focus a lot on this program about the importance of relationship and building trust and a connection with our kids so that when we do speak the truth and the words of Scripture or the words of God, that, that it resonates and, and, it, and it, it sits in a, in a fertile place. And so that, yeah. a lot of that happens by building these bridges, whether it be coloring or eating a meal. I, I just love this idea. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And and we, you know, uh, if I died having put coloring coloring books on every uh, kitchen table in America, I would die a happy man because that that to me is is the is the key. And you know, guys, I'm gonna tell you right now, this all started when I was eight years old when my grandfather challenged me to memorize scripture and gave me that great big chart that I put on my wall. I began to memorize scripture. Now, let me tell you something. My grandfather was like in World War II and all that kind of stuff. I received on Facebook just a week ago, his son, who was about 72, 73, Uncle Dave, my Uncle Dave, he got one of my Godward Art coloring books. Actually, I gave him one, he's family. Hmm. And he began to color. He says, I can't believe I'm doing this. And and I says, are you doing it or is your wife doing it? He says, she's in bed, I'm doing it. And he was coloring out of the Godward Art coloring book, and I'm going to blame it all on my grandfather because he imparted into me something at eight years of age, which is the age of my daughter now. Mm. He imparted into me a love for the word, and it it came and it went into my spirit, and now I'm seeing it show up and pop up in family members. My 80-year-old aunt is doing the Godward Art coloring book, and, um, you know, we were in Dover, Ohio last weekend, did a Godward Art Color Seminar. The pastor was just beside himself with how it went. Families gathered around round tables, 
and we began to color the word as I began to just teach on it and share the insights that were found on that color page. So we're on to a new thing here, and, and um, it, it, it's, uh, it's exciting. But I had to share that, that I'm going to blame all this on my grandfather, who, who, in, who literally imparted a love and a like for the word um, 49 years ago in, yeah. in my life. Yeah, that's a heritage of faith. Uh, that's been passed yeah. on, and that's what we're hungry for in this generation is those illustrations, those examples of how parents can pass their faith on. Uh, for those who just tuned in or are listening to this uh, discussion about God Word Art, it is at the j12.com website. It's just the letter J and the number 12.com, and it is part devotional, part coloring book. And it says specifically there are 48 pages with different Bible passages in this devotional. So it's more than just a coloring book. It's actually a devotional that you could go through with your kids uh, on a regular basis. And as a pastor, I could see that being an incredibly helpful tool, especially if you're in a smaller church and you're bringing your kids with you to the main service. Uh, what a great way to reinforce uh, the, the Word of God and also give them something constructive to do that's that's creative. Greg, we are so uh, grateful for your continued heart for ministry, your enthusiasm for the Word of God, and just your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and His leading. And so, unfortunately, we're out of time for this yeah. week's podcast, but you've been an amazing guest. And for those who've been listening, want to know more about you or J12, how could they get a hold of you uh, online? Well, of course, you know, I, I consider myself not even close to a digital native, so I'm still struggling with how to work the social network, although I'm getting help. But uh, you know, obviously, J12.com, you go there and uh, be in touch with us. And um, that, that, that's the way we have a Facebook page and all that. It's all there on our website. And uh, so that, that's how they can get in touch with us through the, the J12.com. And uh, we would love to come to churches and do a Godward Art Weekend uh, along with a J12 encounter that we usually do on Sunday nights. And um, I, I minister to men. I talk about the three sons of Scripture and uh, about how we need to be the glad son, not the mad son or that sad son, like the prodigal or the elder brother, but we can be more. So there's a bunch of new content we've created for churches, and uh, we would love to connect with people in any way, family-wise and church family-wise, obviously. That's awesome. Well, Greg, we appreciate your time. And uh, for those who uh, listen regularly to this podcast, we're grateful for you and for your support. We encourage you to tune in next week for Brilliantly Brave Parenting. Parents, remember, even if you may not feel brilliant or brave, you are. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 13. This podcast is a service of iShine Ministries and the Tween Gospel Alliance. All rights reserved. Donations to Brilliantly Brave are tax deductible at iShineLive.com. Review and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or on our webpage. And read our blog and connect with us at WordPress at BrilliantlyBrave.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brilliantly Brave.
Hi, it's Pastor Brad with Brilliantly Brave Parenting, and I am letting you know about a really awesome podcast. If you are a solo parent or you know someone who's solo parenting right now, have I got a podcast for you. Uh, dear friend, co-host of our show, and my partner in crime, Robert Beeson has started something really spectacular. Robert's here in the studio. Tell us about it. Yeah, thanks, Brad. So Solo Parent Society podcast is talking to solo parents out there that are doing it alone. We uh, talk to other solo parents that are out there, talk about their struggles and insights that they've come across, as well as experts in the fields that solo parents deal with the most. I was a single parent for eight years, raising three girls. My co-host was a solo parent raising a boy and a girl also for I think about seven years so together we talk about these different topics and we have great guests either solo parents like I said or experts in the field so it's it's new it's authentic it's real it's raw and it's and it's super fun solo parent society podcast brilliantly brave is supporting and encouraging and endorsing what this is and if you want to check it out it's available what on iTunes yeah everywhere that brilliantly brave is awesome thanks